Welcome to another episode of Vacation Rental Insiders Podcast. It's time to learn from Ryan and Lucas how to become a short-term rental property host and start a successful vacation rental business. Get ready to learn and be the best host you can be. And now your hosts, Ryan and Lucas. It's Ryan again. And this is Lucas. Hey, listen, today's episode is about, uh, it's kind of fun actually, because um, I'm kind of a dog lover. Are you a dog lover? I'm a dog lover. I got a dog. You got a dog. Okay. I've had dogs in the past. Uh, I've had some dogs break my heart. I'll tell you what. Uh, I, uh, I, it was so rough losing my last dog. I can't bring myself to get another one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm a non-dog owner at the moment, but I still love everybody else's dog. Um, As long as they're not at my Airbnb. I love all dogs unless yeah, they're, yeah. unless they're staying in my Airbnb. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of dogs in my units either. However, you know, I do allow them, and this is a conversation. Wait, that you I, allow them? Yeah, of course, I have okay. to, uh, and and I'll tell you why. I have to have this conversation with all my owners. I'm like, okay, pets, and they're like, every owner immediately jumps to absolutely not. We don't want pets, and I'm like, all right, hold on, listen to me out. Listen to me, listen to me, on why do I allow pets? Because if I don't allow pets everybody's animal is a service animal. Okay. But if I do allow pets, we're jumping to that. Okay. Yep, okay. Yep. So, well, this is, let me break it into two options for you really quick. Every animal is a service animal. If you don't allow pets, at which point you're not allowed to charge your okay, ass. You're questions. being funny. So in other words, the moment you say no to pets, people tell yeah, you it, it's yeah, a service animal. Yeah, it's not animal. funny. People say it's a service <laughs> animal. But if you allow pets, all of a sudden that service animal number dwindles and people are willing to pay whatever fee you have in place to have the pets. That's an interesting take. Um, I've not heard it framed that way before. Um, you know, we're both involved in a lot of uh, Facebook groups and mastermind groups with other hosts. We do a lot of discussion about this kind of stuff. And people say pets, yay or nay. And, and here's, here's one thing I need all of you all to know. Um, this is a huge piece of information for all you new hosts and current hosts. And if you didn't know this, um, when it comes to disputes and damage resolution with your guests, uh, Airbnb, um, I don't know about VRBO, but Airbnb will not pay claims for pet damage. There is an exception where they will. Okay. If it is a legally qualified service animal. So if a service animal causes damage, and we're talking certified, okay? Certified. I'm using the quotation marks. The air quotes, (laughs) the certified, that means if they gave you documentation, which this is such a gray area for Airbnb, but I have seen on the message boards that people have been able to get reimbursed if a service animal cause damage okay let's back up so basis of the episode pets or no pets you have an option as an owner to to say no i don't want to host pets and yes i do now if you are a home share and you already own a dog you've yeah, that's got me. a dog that's right me. so let's say let's say someone came and stayed in one of your rooms for rent yep and they had a dog now you know your dog obviously because it's your dog you know your dog really well i know your dog your dog would say cool another dog more fun. Let's go. Let's party. Yeah. Let's chase some balls together and chase each other around the yard. Cool. But uh, there's other folks out there that, that are listening to this who have dogs, and they know darn well the second another animal comes into their realm, it's going to be uh, not cool. Yeah, right? not cool. So you have to gauge that on your own. You have to decide. So let's say you're a cat owner and you want a room share. You're going to rule out a ton of people that aren't going to come in the first place, let alone bring a pet with them. Okay. Personally, I think the idea of a room share, home share, uh, and pets coming into the mix is absolutely terrible. Yeah. I think it's a terrible idea. Yeah, not a good idea. Um, (laughs) I I don't like them in any one of my units. I don't allow pets. It's not a pet. I'm not set up for it. I don't want to deal with the poo, okay? Because 
Everybody in my experience that has ever broken the rules at my houses, there is waste in the yard every yeah. I didn't I time. had a uh, between my last lease and my new lease there was a one day gap between when one began and one ended so I had to go I had to pack up all my stuff and I had to go get a place for the night and I decided to try a room share on Airbnb but they had a dog so I went on Rover and I booked Leo a place and I booked me a place because I wasn't <laughs> going to bring my dog into a situation that I didn't know I like that tip so with. listen to the hosts out there if the guest says oh well we don't know where to bring our dog Rover you just heard it here. It's Airbnb for dogs, yeah? Yep, absolutely. Okay, perfect. So, you know, that's a solution you can offer to a, a potential guest. And I always believe in the customer service realm, if you have a problem, uh, don't ever bring a problem to a customer without having a solution. So there's a solution ready for you to, to throw out there, okay? It's a you know way to, to fix that objection. Okay, so now let's go back to this. Um, let's talk about the difference between uh, a service animal and an emotional support animal all right and i don't want to be um too finite this is not specifically to the canine realm this could be cats this could be i've heard okay i'm I'm being ridiculous but i'm not mini horses okay (laughs) a python um what what is the little um the ferret yeah the ferret yeah so unfortunately with being in condos, I have a lot of background on having to read the ADA, FAQs, and kind of Airbnb's pet policies because our con- some of my condos allow pets, some of them don't. And actually, a unit that I just onboarded here recently didn't allow pets. And the whole was, building. The whole building, no pets at all. And I was just mm-hmm. like, you guys are setting yourself up for a very bad situation should somebody bring Potentially. A, yeah, potentially. If somebody has a service animal and you're just not allowing them at all. All right. So again, let, let's talk about the difference though. Service. And emotional support. Yeah, obviously, which one yeah. is considered the service uh, AD, animal? So, so the service animal is protected. The, the owner and the animal are protected yes. by the ADA compliance guidelines. Yes. Whereas an emotional support animal is not. Is not. Okay. Now, I, let's talk about why. Okay, a service animal, um, by definition, yes or no, performs a task for you. Yes. Okay. That can range from opens a door for you to brings you the newspaper, whatever the case. Okay? Yes. And I, I'm not minimizing the use of a service animal. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, I don't want to get into the details. I'm, I'm not an expert on service animal. A service animal. animal does a task. Does a task, quote, quote, uh, does a task for you. Yep. All right. So an emotional support animal is your homie. <laughs> okay. It's your buddy. It's there to make you feel good. It's there to yeah, make an- your day go better. Antidepressive, you right, know, anxiety. Right. But unfortunately, the and again, ADA, not minimizing, and not, not minimizing. But the ADA doesn't recognize that as a a shoe in, like a qualified. It's service not protected. Animal is. Yeah, it's not a protected. It, it's status. not a protected status. So, so host, listen clearly. If you get a guest that says, "I need my pet," you know, fill in the blank animal to come with me. It is my emotional support animal. You, you instantly have them on record asking you to bring a pet that is not protected by ADA guidelines. You have grounds to now decline that reservation. You can say no. Yeah. Or, or, or you can get a deposit for the pet. Yeah. I, right? In that instance, it depends. I, I have, uh, I've turned it now to under 40 pounds, uh, max one pet. With and a fee. With a fee. An additional and what, what is fee. your fee? It's $100. Okay, cool. So that, that's pretty reasonable, And it's actually. not a deposit. They give me $100. That goes towards it's the cleaning. It's non-refundable. It's non-refundable. Because we, we assume more cleaning. Correct. And it's not it's not your dog is going to chew the corner of my walls or yep. the, the, tear the furniture up. It is 
It is this will cause more cleaning, period. Correct. But okay, got there's it. something that I want to break off right here. If that person messages you on whatever platform you're using and says, I have a service animal, please tread very carefully on your next response. You cannot ask them anything about it. So so here is, um, what I guess what you're saying is there's a potential for discrimination. Yes. Okay, so, so uh, back to the emotional service versus uh, service animal. Um, the one does a task, the other one does not. As soon as you are in the realm of ADA protected status, you can't collect a fee. Correct. You can't say no. Yes. Um, you can't bugger them for questions about, do you mean to say emotional support or service animal? You can't go you down can't that road. You can't ask that stuff. So listen, guys, be careful here. Um, and just understand this is, this is the reality uh, of, of what... It's, it's, an, it's, I wish they had, uh, a, a you a little know, more clear, more regulation on that, right? Uh, you know, because you can't ask them, you can't ask them for documentation, and they could give you. And anything. it might not even exist. Yeah, it might not even exist. You can go to the internet. There's no nationally recognized uh, ADA service dog registry, so they can just go to any registry on the internet. You can Google it, and a million will pop up, and you can right. just register your dog there, and that's going to be their documentation. Um, it, you know, you can't ask for that stuff, and that was the problem that I had with one of these condominiums. Is they were like, you need to ask for documentation. I said, you can ask for documentation because that is illegal for me, and I'd rather you well, get sued. Well, it's illegal and, for them if it's illegal. Yeah, for it's you. illegal if, for me. But if you really think about it, that entire condominium association is stepping into a very great. I area. told them very clearly that they need to have it needs to be in the meeting minutes of that condominium that they discussed that yeah because i wasn't going to take the fall for something they were trying to push onto me right 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 yeah, there's no reason for you to bring on that liability yep. and guys you know if you, if you didn't know this already if, if this is the first time all y'all has owned a business i'm going to tell you right now it's a being a business owner is a litigious landscape and just be ready for that um and just keep yourself out of those areas that can get you into trouble okay uh, this is right up there with the slip and falls and make sure your house is safe and salt the sidewalks if you're in a wintry area. This is the same thing. Yeah. And I want to get litigious and go doing and saying stuff because, you know, you're going to pound your fist on the table and say, well, it's my property. I can make the rules. No, yeah, no, stop it. Not not the right way. But you can you can go about it this way. I've had some success with this. Uh, if they tell me they have a service animal, uh, most people who have service animals are incredibly respectful of the fact that they're bringing a dog that likely includes more cleaning. You cannot specifically just charge more cleaning, but you can disclose it to them and say, hey, I understand you have a service animal. Would you be okay with me charging a little bit higher cleaning fee to clean up after the dog? 95% of them say yes. The other 5% may be like, well, have you read the ADA restrictions? And they don't want to pay it. And then you just drop it. You go, okay, I understand. Yeah. But most of them will pay it. But as you don't feel like having that conversation is tread light. I don't feel, yeah, I don't feel like having that conversation is a, I'm disclosing to them that I do charge normal pets for having a service fee, you know, a cleaning fee, right. you know, but I'm not going to charge them. If they have right. a problem with it, I'm not going to charge it. Right. If they, if they don't, I've had the conversation with them. So I'm assuming that, you know, has, they right. agreed to right. pay the fee. For now, the if you're, if your listing is, um, is the type of listing where you don't feel comfortable, uh, letting any guest stay without a refundable deposit, then you're already going to have a deposit. So some folks that are hosts, they will not let somebody check in, especially in buildings like, like Lucas's. A lot of managers will charge about $200 deposit. It'll sit there. And then as soon as they leave and everything is kosher, they're going to send it back to them. Um, service animal or not, emotional support animal or not, if you show up and there is feces everywhere, there is urine stains all over the carpet. There is dog food spilled everywhere. There's just, 
It's an absolute pigsty. Okay, it doesn't matter if it was a service animal or claimed to be one or not. You now have grounds to keep that deposit for all different reasons. It has nothing related to the Correct. pet. Yep. So if you are operating where you have a secure deposit required to book the place, um, that would be an opportunity to recapture your extra cleaning costs without having that gray area conversation yeah. that can get litigious. You don't want to you know, avoid that, so there you go. Yep. You've got a way out of it. Now, personally, with my properties being urban and, and whatnot, I don't have a security deposit requirement, and if I, I actually tested it out. I did a little pilot on one of my properties, and uh, it was crickets for reservations, throwing a $100 deposit on. And I was like, okay, there it is. The message is received, loud and clear. These are not properties that can garner a security deposit. Um, now, let's say it's, it's one of yours where they're doing a seven-day minimum. They're booking for hundreds and hundreds well, of dollars see, a let's, night. See, let's break out that really quick. On that security deposit, you can't charge them on Airbnb. You can, you can't, the guests won't pay them. You can put a security deposit in. It won't go through Airbnb is what you're Correct. saying. Correct. They it's have to direct, pay you when um, they get here. It's essentially a money request that you make. Yes. Uh, you can do You can do it one of two ways. You can collect it outside of Airbnb when they show up. You can say, I need to have a cashier's check or cash on deposit. I'll give you a receipt. Yeah, but then or 99, do, well, 99% of people are like, oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. yeah they yeah. never see it. Airbnb hides yeah. it somewhere. I don't know. Yeah. Um, There's you know. also a way to do a funds request and it can go both ways. So yeah. a guest can make a funds request of the host and the host can make a funds request of the guest. What yeah, I would Before, during, and after the stay, they can ask for Yeah. Well, money. what I would do with the security deposit, make sure it's in your house rules and like the top three, but there is a security deposit required. That way, when you send them a message, have you read my house rules? They already know their security deposit and then tack it onto their Airbnb. Right. Send the request for the additional deposit. Right away. I want to traverse really quick into VRBO's policy for that. Yes. You can set a security deposit. Um, VRBO has switched that. They used to let you... They'll add, collect it for you? Yes. Okay. But they used to let you have both property damage protection and a security deposit. They don't let you do that anymore. You can only have one or the other. Okay. Okay. And maybe that's a glitch on their end right now. I don't know. It's totally possible. Well, you'll find I don't things see why change they, rapidly in both yeah, of these Yeah. I don't see why they wouldn't allow both, but... Right now, I personally use the $79 non-refundable, and it covers me for $3,000 worth of property damage, and it's called Property Insurance Protection. It goes through VRBO. That's the one. They have a one that's so 50. They're basically selling, you, selling the guest. The guest pays for the it. The guest pays for it. It's, so it's an insurance policy for you that yep, the guest paid for. Yep, and they pay that's out cool. very well. It's not having to deal with the Airbnb stuff. It's, 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 it's so there's no mitigation. There's no yeah. mediation, I yeah. should and say. You, between the two. Correct. You can set that on your profile if you want 59 for 1500, 79 for 3000 or 99 nice. for 5000. So you could you could literally have a cleaning disaster and you're covered. I've had it happen. Nice. All right. Another episode later on about that. Yeah. I want to hear these stories. Spring breakers. Oh, baby. Let's hear about the partiers and the, the, the paraphernalia they left behind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We'll leave it at that for now. The pets episode ended up into party zone. <laughs> All right. In the meantime, listen, be the best host you can be. And hey, go get that money. Get that money. Thanks for listening to the Vacation Rental Insiders podcast. Please remember to rate us so other smart people just like you can find us. And hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Until next time, be the best host you can be.